Welcome to the Time In Podcast. Hello and welcome to the first episode of 2021. First thing you'll notice is that we've got the cameras on this week. And the more observant viewers will notice that we've not got one, we've not got two, but we actually have all three hosts this week. How are you doing, Bundy? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm um, I'm I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> the awake parts are nearly, but we're there. And for the first time in ages, we've got Craig. How are you doing? I'm not bad. I feel kind of lost. You might know me from previous episodes about two <laughs> months ago. Um, no, it's, it's it's good to be back, chaps, and good job holding the fort when I took a little break. I don't know why I got the... Hi, I'm Troy McClure. That's you exactly it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, firstly, thanks to everyone who listened and got involved last year. Secondly, we've had a long, serious chat about how we want things to change going forward, to name a few, like music, topics, the video element, because we're going to be moving more towards YouTube, uh, some changes in the format, which are all part of the, the ongoing process that we've discussed since day one, saying that we want to learn how to get better at this and progress. Uh, with that out of the way, we are better to start than a review of the absolute fucking disaster that was 2020. What a year, and, boys. Can you think of a worse year since we've been alive? No. The year, the year that I was came into existence. <laughs> well, that, okay, no. we're starting for that one. Okay, mm, this got deep already. This um, is really deep already. I know that's what I was thinking. Nah, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be the cheeriest subject, but we're going to have a laugh about it as you need to. Um, as we go through some of the things that happened last year, bear in mind that no in any order, not chronological, mm-hmm. certainly not in order of importance. So. I think the, the the elephant in the room is COVID. We probably need to talk about that first. These are great. I honestly thought you were going to go down a, a different route for a second. All right. Okay. I, I thought I thought you were going to say we need to talk about the elephant in the room, the most the most sad and the most important, most defining thing that happened last year. Kobe Bryant dying. That is on my list, and it's high up on my list. Uh, there, <laughs> well, actually, I paired his name with another because. Kobe Bryant and Chadwick Boseman both unfortunately died, and both completely different stories. Kobe Bryant's was like a, it was a shock that went around the world. Um, There was obviously a bit of scandal associated with one of the policemen having taken pictures of the the crash and the bodies, which is completely out of order. And someone that was so iconic, even though he'd retired, still had a huge involvement in the game. Horrible, such a big loss. And similarly with Chadwick Boseman, fighting a battle that actually not many people knew he was fighting, which is quite sad. I mean, he even filmed Black Panther while he was suffering, didn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. I mean, what if, a trip to go on through that. It's mental. Like, you look at the physical shape he was in when, obviously, he'd done the Avengers Endgame film, etc. And he's, like, the peak of fitness. And it's really sad. There was a video call he done. I didn't know if it was Instagram or whatever. And it's not long before he died. And see the difference in his body. It's really really scary um and i think that was only filmed about a month before he actually passed away Jeez, horrible horrible um as as we mentioned at the start COVID had a huge impact those two really high profile deaths obviously had an impact uh, another big thing was the black lives matter movement which it, it was quite surprising to see how many people came out and spoke up about it because it's something that I don't think got enough coverage, but when it did all come out the woodwork and nobody was kind of scared to stand up and speak about it, it really caught some traction. Mm, certainly did. Mm. I think it like it was quite a year for those kind of things because obviously Black Lives Matter and and ge- just in general human rights, which I will call them because I don't think that there should be black rights and white rights. I think it should just be human rights and that everyone's equal. Um, but I think that like that was obviously a big thing that like is now good because people like at least even just for like twenty four hours, depending on who you are, they educated themselves on Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, which is good. 
Um, people can say that, you know, that they, they think it's conspiracy. They can think, they can think it's the government doing it. They can say whatever they want. But at the end of the day, I think that the impact it had was overwhelmingly positive. Um, yes, there was kind of looters and stuff like that, but you also seen a lot of videos of people saying that they're not with us. Um, so uh, I think yeah. that that was quite interesting. Yeah, You're always going to get opportunists when there's things like that going on. And surprisingly, incredibly surprisingly, because it's not a person I particularly like, um, Logan Paul said it quite well in one of his videos. And I've seen it, a lot of people pick up on it and say, no, that's right. He said, he can't believe he's took this long to understand it. But he said that it's not enough to not be racist. You have to be actively anti-racist. So when someone says it, you have to call them out. And it doesn't matter if it's a relative, your best friend, if it's someone you don't know, you have to pick them up on it. You have to challenge it. It's not enough just to sit by and ignore it and say, you're not doing it. That's no, that's no good enough. It's something to bear in mind. Um, <laughs> Going more towards the UK, we'll talk about Brexit in a minute because that, that still doesn't quite feel real to me. Oh, no. <laughs> Harry and Meghan left the royal family. Is that something you can do? Can you just, I've had enough, I'm leaving, and then you'll see them on an absolute bender in a different country somewhere. Is this? Is that allowed? <laughs> I have no idea. There's got to be some repercussions because of it. There's no way that you can walk from that standard of power because... How is it the royal family technically works in the UK? It's that they monarch the government. Is that right? I have, honestly, I have no idea. So pretty much... They... Go pretty <laughs> uh, the way I see it, right, is this, this, is, this is a Bundy summary of what, of what happened. A right? Bundy yeah. summary yeah. special. Right. Okay. So Harry was like, need, need myself a girlfriend. And then he found... Meghan Markle, right? And he went, girlfriend. She went, aye. And then, <laughs> basically, like, I think there was some sort of like inner turmoil with the royal family, and Harry went, fuck this shit, I'm out. And then, like, gave up his title, and then she gave up her title, and then they just went, peace. And then that was it. But, at the same time, I think that Technically, they could they're allowed back in as long as they're let back in. So I think maybe they're just waiting on, on the Queen to die and <laughs> Prince Philip to die and Prince William to be the king. And then they'll just be like, Philip, my man. Well, on that factor, 2021 uh, is the year that Philip turns 100. Wow. I mean... Just so I have to say that rendition was so accurate, it was like watching the crown. <laughs> Bundy directed <laughs> the crown. What are you talking about? You know, I just thought you couldn't be Prince Harry and use Thunder. Thought would just be Prince Harry. Obviously, that's not real. It just keeps swiping. You must that. just be sitting there with name matches going, Oh, paid for premium. <laughs> Do you know the the thing is though, and this is sensitive, and I, I'm going to try not get too dark. Uh, is <laughs> You do not fuck with the royal family. Right? And I'm not going to get into it, and we're not going to have a debate about it, but Princess Diana is a prime example why you do not fuck with the royal family. So I think they need to be careful. They, I, I respect an extent what they're doing, but they are still using taxpayers' money when they're all travelling the world and stuff. Like, that's still... See, taxpayers' money. It's still royals' money. So it's a bit like, yeah, you've left the royal family, but you're still reeking the benefits, let's be honest. So, yeah. I, all I would say to them is, I respect what they've done, but they need to now plan uh, for what they're actually going to do long-term, because it's only a short-term thing that they've done. At least at least when he does it, he's going away and he's been like, right, I'm away to Rwanda, I'm going to give you money to charity, and I'm like, on you go, my man. Instead of being like, I'm going to sit in a, on a throne and I'm going to do a palace up with 100 million. Fair enough. Queen Aye, fair enough. She's been locked in for ages, just having an absolute imagine in her own oh, room. 100%. She's got a, a monster i9 setup with a 3090 <laughs> graphics card, just <laughs> gaming her life. <laughs> she's like, Have you ever used two terabytes of RAM? <laughs> she's just came out the room just like a mole trying to adapt to the sunlight, like, What is this? <laughs> it turns out, and this is breaking news, only heard on the Diamond podcast, but the Queen is Zezima. 
<laughs> Do you know what, actually? Like, talking about the Queen. See the Queen's speech? <laughs> right? Like, I didn't listen to it all because I'm a filthy Scottish nationalist, right? But, um... She's, uh... She does really well. What, is she 96? Like, the way, the way in which she reads the script, the way in which she pronounces herself... I know that's what she's done all of her life, but for that's nine... seventy odd times to practice. <laughs> I think more than that, mate. But excuse me, the fact is, at that age, she's still like, she knows what she's doing. It, it is impressive. Okay. Aye, very sharp. That's a good way to put it. But um, yeah, that's that's the royals. On the topic of politics, and I've got two political topics. One of which is wild, and the other which is more wild for different reasons. And one of them, the fact that Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to prison for sex crimes. There's actually three points in that case. <laughs> I've got that written. I was trying to find a sensitive way to do it. I didn't think it was royal family to... to yeah, it's really a good transition. How, how is that no? Because we've got Prince Andrew. Oh, no. I know. Well, here in my head, right, I, I've seen these topics on a list and I went, right, Harry and Meghan maybe mentioned that they do a podcast and then we'll circle back to Predators. However, if I've got to do it, let's jump two feet in. <laughs> Prince Andrew, how the one, how the fuck was he allowed to speak? <laughs> Two, why the fuck did they say what he did? Three, one hundred percent. There's mere people absolutely shitting themselves because they're guilty. I just, it's like that's what that 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 basically is why I brought it up because we were talking about the royal family, and then I was going to mention Prince Andrew, and then I was going to, then I thought, oh well, Harry Weinstein, but literally, like, like, um, I the fact that you've got. Like someone involved with arguably the most fucked up like thing a royal person has ever been involved in. I mean, like I would say, even, so no one knows. <laughs> I, no one knows if if Diana was really an inside job, right? No. Bush could have done Diana as well as nine eleven. You don't know, right? But at the same time, right, like, I, Harry dressed up as a Nazi at a party once, right? But did they ever go to Epstein's Island? We don't know. We didn't. We know we didn't, actually. But did Prince Andrew? Yes, he did. Why was he there? <laughs> Not good reasons. Hey, because he was at Pizza Express, mate, so he couldn't have done it. <laughs> oh, right, let's know. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> seeing as we've covered that uh, thing, uh, that was more... Epstein related, but that Weinstein, when you hear about how long he's got away for it with, and people are sort of coming out of the woodwork now saying, oh, he actually said this to me before, there's some hideous quotes from him, just mm. they're that creepy, they'll send a shiver down your spine, and this guy is finally getting justice. Arguably, he should have got it years and years ago. In fact, there's no argument, he should have got it years ago, but better late than never, I would say. Um couple of other things are Brexit. Do you guys think there's been a difference so far? Have you felt the impact yet? A few days in? Uh, all I know is Brexit means Brexit and we'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. I think um... there wasn't much bread in the shop today, but I don't know if that's just people going mad on a Monday for absolutely no reason. I think um, the, the only effects I've seen is um, the fact that pretty much the entire time everyone went it's going to be a no-deal Brexit. Oh, my God. It's going to be a no-deal Brexit. We can't have a no-deal Brexit. And then, as if he was, like, getting ready for these holidays, like, Boris <laughs> left it until, like, the last day and was like, oh, Chris, Christmas day. Eve. Uh, uh, well, aye, but technically, didn't they get it actually sorted, sorted until, like, two days before it. And then he was like, by the way, can we, can we, sort, can we sort this Brexit thing out now? Is that, is that all right? And they were like, aye. I think they were just fed up with him. They went, here's a fucking deal, mate. All right, here you go. See, I think uh, he was just sitting there with all these red boxes around him, wondering what number to pick on. Which one shall it be? Shall we get a deal? <laughs> what is the deal they're offering? But um, no, they announced it on Christmas Eve, didn't they? It was um, we've got a deal. Basically, uh, uh, they'll never go into enough detail or explain the intricacies and drill down into what each deal will actually mean. Like it's it, and they don't know. It's it's all speculative. Some of these could have a complete butterfly effect and they're, all they're worried about was fucking fish and water and I understand that's major, but come on, there's pl 
plenty of water, lads. I'm sure we can we can make do, or we can eat less fish. What a wild thought that is. But um, I, I I just thought that whole thing was a bit. There, there was months and months of panic, then it happened, and then it's just stopped. <laughs> we can just eat less fish. <laughs> just eat less fish, and then Brexit's okay. <laughs> Listen, if Boris Johnson could do his job, I'm pretty fucking sure I could do it. Uh, all right, okay, I, fair I, enough. I, I, Eat less fish. There you go. Prime Minister, Prime Minister Ewan, what are we going to do here? Well, boys, right? <laughs> We've been consuming a massive amount of fossil fuels. So what we're going to do is we're just not going to do it. Why didn't they think of this? It's kind of like the same that I've done with the fish. We didn't eat as much fish. Or we looked for fish that were a wee bit further out and we ate them. Well, here, Mutant, that's because I've just... I'm I'm sitting here, it's like I'm in the matrix looking at all these transitions in front of me. If mm. we're going to look at America, and we're going to look at tr- climate change, for example, so California, there was huge forest fires, and I'm Australia, sure. there was huge forest fires. I don't, as somebody who fully believes in it and is aware that it is real, because there's people who don't think it's real, that still bewilders me. Mm. That's a huge sign of global warming, and the associated impacts that can come with it. Forest fires are just a a very clear indicator. As much as you were joking, we're just going to stop using fossil fuels. It should be a refocusing of the the huge companies like BP, for example, um, who actually are cited in papers like noting the impacts of climate change. Like almost a hundred years ago, they knew, or like eighty years ago or something, they knew it was happening. They knew what would probably come from it. Nothing's changed, and that's people who are directly causing it. So if, we're, if governments haven't got enough to twist their arm, what chance have you got at this stage? It just became so inagile. It's like turning a huge cruise ship. It's just no something you can do quickly. Um, forest fires. How long did they go on for? That was, that well, was, was a matter something of weeks, wasn't nuts. Um, well, the, the the Australia ones were a couple of months, I think. But I don't think I don't think they know how the Australia one started. But mm-hmm. what the hilarious thing is is that the LA one was started by a gender reveal. Wow! Well, uh, the LA forest fires started because of a gender reveal, where I believe there were some either fireworks or pyrotechnics or sparks or whatever involved, and these folk were doing like a gender reveal and like filming it, and that's what started the forest fire. So I just think it's funny that they'll wake up forever. Um, and think to yourself, the biggest impact I've ever had and ever will have on the planet is the fact that I've destroyed thousands of fucking lives. <laughs> I think <laughs> somebody because, and I don't care if I insult anybody here, gender reveal things can get to fuck. That's <sighs> something that needs to stop immediately. That needs to be left in 2020. That, surprise, it's got to be a boy or a girl. Nobody really gives a fuck. Jeremy <laughs> doesn't know what it is for years. It's it's cool having it like and like we are pals and that, right? That's cool, that's fine. You can do it, like you can post it on social media if you want, be like, I'm gonna have a boy, I'm gonna have a girl, I'm gonna have uh, whatever you, you want to call it, right? But at the end of the day, there's no need to like book pyro fucking techniques and go out into the middle of the forest in LA and film. I mean it. a bit of confetti, some pink and blue right. button. Aye, poppers, full stop, it's a party. However, well, I don't think you need to cause a forest fire to reveal no. it. Do you know I what? Like the blue. Do you know what, <laughs> right? Before we started this, I sat down and I thought, it's a Monday, I'm going to have a beer. And uh, I thought, Craig, you're almost 30 years of age. Why the fuck are you drinking beer on a Monday? And I've spent 18 minutes we used to, and I'm depressed. I'm fucking depressed. Do you know what, actually? You, it, when you think about 2020, all you think about is COVID. But even already, like, the amount of stuff were mentioned, it's fucking mental how bad a year it was. Like, well, actually you- saved some cheery topics for the end. Some of them I've not even told you, so I'll, I'll hang fire on them. Some cheeky. Um, John McGee, like a, a light-hearted, fun thing to cheer you up, Greg. Go on then, mate. Keep your clothes on, um, no, because we're on camera now. That's fine. So, Jared Little, right? Um... <laughs> He literally, so he put, like, it, after COVID was, like, rampant, he, like, just put up a tweet being, like, wow, like, 12 days ago, 
I went and meditated in the desert with be like nothing. It was just me and like survival stuff in the desert. I've came back, COVID's a thing. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, that's mad. And then it turns out that also the only other really people that were in the same boat was the Big Brother contestants for the year. <laughs> they also didn't know about it. So basically the only people that didn't know about COVID was the Big Brother contestants and Jared Little, who was in our desert meditating. The thing is though, Jared Little is a vampire. He doesn't age. Oh, no, that's strange, eh? He's one of the scary ones. Like I know, like everybody goes on about Will Smith. You're starting to see Will Smith a bit now. Um, yeah. He's he's aging gracefully. Let's say that. But Jared Letter just doesn't fucking age. That's why he's playing um, the vampire, the Marvel vampire in the film. And uh, Morbius. Morbius. Thank you very much, Monday. That's interesting. There's another Marvel DC crossover because technically he played Joker. Tell you who else doesn't age. Killian Murphy. Well, 28 Days Later, Scarecrow, Peaky Blinders. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't really age. He looks quite similar in them all. Unusual. Do you know um, who really doesn't age, though? The one who actually is genuinely a vampire, Keanu Reeves. He's a scary man. True. Scary man. Well, a great man, but a scary man. Oh, 100%. It's bizarre that he can go for, like, Bill and Ted. And he, like, <laughs> dead serious. Being an absolute business, John Wick. It's just... That, that can't be hard. That can't be easy, sorry. Also, it's basically um, him that single-handedly saved Cyberpunk 2077 because the whole way through, the, I honestly hated him, eh? Like, he plays the, the character that well, I hated him. I was like, okay, fuck well. you. And, but then I, every time I was like, I hate him, but I love him because it's Keanu fucking Reeves. You can who doesn't get enough credit. This bugs me sometimes because, you know when you get like a great TV show or movie, uh, and after it, someone plays a role so well, you'll look them up and you'll go watch other work of theirs. Devin Booker, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking actors and actresses. Um, one specifically that bugs me is see when you get the likes of Joffrey in Game of Thrones, people mm. don't go look up his stuff because you hate him. <laughs> when actually he's played such a good role to get those emotions from you mm. that he's just played it perfectly. But it's because he's a bad guy, you almost like, nah, fuck him, I'm not going to watch more of his stuff. And did they, they not turn around and be like, I'm retiring? Basically, so they used to get abuse all, all the time. Uh, no, I was going to say no wonder, but at the same time, when you're that good an actor for that much an arsehole, then... I know. And I think, to some extent, I thought, why does that not happen to the guy who played Ramsey? But he's actually quite funny. You know, when he's got like the bit of sausage. he done stuff <laughs> before, field. though. So his big breakthrough was Misfits. Uh, yeah. he done Misfits yeah. before he done Game of Thrones but um, obviously Joffrey's character is a lot younger and I can't remember the actor's name, sorry but have you heard his accent? So I can't remember if it's Irish or Irish. Northern Irish he's Irish or Northern Irish but it's so strong and uh, the Game of Thrones guys found him whilst he was in school that just shows you how fucking young he was very talented, a lot of them came through school then but aye like Sansa as well. aye but um, 2021 <laughs> 2020, well, sorry, 2020, I'm jumping the guns. I was going to say, Fucking we're, hell. No, we're not finished some of the fuck up shit, so <laughs> more recently, Biden v Trump. Mm. I, I didn't know how this will divide people, but I think I'm pretty safe in saying, thank fuck Trump's out. That was never going to end well. Whoa, 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 what do you mean? Do you, surely you're not telling me that you think oh, no. Biden's a better president than Trump who praised the opinions of a doctor who thought there was demons and sperm. That's who needs to be the president. You There's definitely somebody and someone who made I'm not saying anybody dealt with COVID like perfectly because it's no something that's easy to deal with, but by fuck, you could have done it better than Trump. Wait, 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 wait. I fucking hate Trump before I say this, right? Before I get hate fucking people chasing me. But see the scene they, from the Fox News or whatever it is when he comes back from the hospital in the helicopter and it's got like the fucking 80s cheesy rock, the sort of do, the, do you know the Top Gun theme? Like that's all that's going through <laughs> your head. And he comes out and he's like, with his arm in the air and he's like, and it's like do, 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 and all this. And then he comes up the White House stairs and he stands there and he goes, I am not afraid. And you're just like, what the fuck is this human being? He's literally just told, eh, sorry, told the whole of America not to be eh, scared of COVID on live fucking TV. Decisions. Oh, uh, mate. The way, the way I view him is he's like the Joe Exotic of presidents. 
Aikaus, perfect. <laughs> In fact, you hear people saying that the Tiger King lockdown feels like a different lockdown for what we're in now or later in the year that now feels like it's generations ago when you think about the, oh, the yeah, Tiger King kind of days that was a huge sorry on you go Monday I was just going to say it's also funny right because I'm, I'm still on this thing where Joe's all thinking Donald Trump or like president and thing versions right but technically Carol Baskin's Hillary <laughs> like <laughs> It's just a perfect analogy. I was just swap them. We'll have like a Tiger King with Trump and Hillary, and we'll just have a government with To be fair, it will only be worse. Yeah, Hillary, Hillary Clinton walking up and being like, "Hey, Elliot, cool cats and kittens. It's Hillary <laughs> here from Big Cat Rescue." <laughs> you do realise Joe Exotic is still in jail. Hmm. Yeah. Ah, that, the fuck has that happened? See, like see when you talk about like phenomenons in TV, like there were some big ones last year, but does anything beat Tiger Thing for 2020? I wouldn't say so. I think it was probably the biggest. Uh, I mean, I can't remember when it came out. Um, a few things I March, remember watching. March, I think, mate. Social Network and um, The Last Dance, the Jordan documentary. That was, uh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> In terms of sports documentaries, that's up there. Uh, the Social Network, if anyone hasn't watched it, I'd recommend you do. And after it, you'll feel like deleting your Facebook and you'll feel like a, every time you go to reach for your phone, you'll go, nah, I'm not going to be a dick. I'm not going to do what they want. You'll think about it completely differently. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about is TikTok. I don't know how you guys feel about it because this is a genuine quote from someone on this podcast. TikTok is for pedos. Can you guess who it is? Um, Bear in mind, Bundy sends me links to TikToks based days. Can I can I, I, I rephrase that? So I would agree. Early last year, TikTok was full of young women presenting themselves in certain ways, and there were certain challenges of them to do things in a sexual nature, shall we say? And the ages of these people were very, very questionable. I think that's now Twitch. So. TikTok's okay. <laughs> Fuck Twitch. Wow. Craig, Craig, um, Craig, we've got our first payout yet. Just fucking... Fuck Twitch. Fuck Twitch. Hang it out for like another month or something. Oh, by please. the way, just on that note, big shout out to Cam for getting his first payout on Twitch if he's listening. Well done, Cam. Well done, Cam. Well played, Cam. I am... Um, do you know what's something, right? So, uh, as much as uh, I'm just, like, uh, in complete agreement that TikTok is, is hilarious, right? TikTok was also technically my news source um for the majority. Of it. I also I don't know I don't know if I don't know if he's how much he's like kept up to to date with all of this, right? But we actually got quite lucky in lockdown, right? Because during the pandemic there was um there was seventy three days where a Bolivian orchestra were trapped in a castle in um because there was packs of wolves surrounding them that's why so, i mean to, i found out by tiktok and i was like this has got to be bullshit and i looked up and i was like wow there is a bolivian orchestra trapped in a castle surrounded by wolves holy shit so i that that's that's why tiktok for me is hilarious because where else would you find that out i didn't i didn't even know that that's that's insane that's hilarious it's not that's hilarious terrifying. it's not hilarious <laughs> You're telling me that if you walked out with one of those big tuba hangs or whatever it is in Brazil, like, <laughs> and the wolves wouldn't be like, whoa, whoa, I've seen the, a wolf for the first time, Christ, it was recently, past couple of weeks um, at a zoo, and it was Arctic wolves. And honestly, you, you don't understand the size of these until you're close up, like close I to them. Massive. But, they're completely out of proportion. They don't actually look real. They're that big. Oh, Imagine yeah. a husky, and maybe not quite double the size of it, but maybe like 1.5 times the size of a husky. They're big creatures, and the teeth on them. My um, ex-girlfriend lived um, probably where this, you went to see them, but literally like two yes. minutes away. Um, and when they first moved in, because they have um, lions there, they were... Um, both like like jousting for territory so you see hear the lions roar and the wolves howl at night jeez that's madness isn't it i've been in my house did you see it was it ah uh, what zoo was it was it edinburgh 
one of the monkeys got out, jumped into the lion enclosure. Oh no, it was it wasn't Edinburgh. What's the one in Stirling? Blair Drummond. The Blair Safari Drummond, Park. Yeah. A monkey got out and was unfortunately eaten by a lion. Imagine thinking, I'm finally free. You jump in the next area and there's fucking lions. Do you know that what? Talking about zoos, as much as this is 2021, I found this mental today. On the radio, so Edinburgh Zoo, because of COVID and the amount of money they've lost um, from 2020, uh, they can't afford to keep the pandas because it, they have to pay a million pounds per year to the Chinese government to keep the pandas that they own in Edinburgh Zoo. May as well move them. Any time I've been in, they're fucking sleeping or they're tucked away. Nah, they're bone <laughs> bastards. They don't even shag. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're struggling for population. Just just get stuck in. Do you know what I mean? Put, I know. Feed them Viagra with their food. Fuck, fuck, pa- fuck pandas. So what Panda. you're telling me is that if I manage to get my hands on a couple of pandas, I can get a million pounds right in the rip to zoos. If you are the Chinese government, yes. <laughs> well, you could be. Hmm. Right, before you do anything we regret here and we need to cut later, I'm going to move on to the next bit. Aye, just, just Good go. Idea. Uh, scientists found evidence of possible microbial life on Mars and evidence of water on the moon. Now, I know Elon Musk is the big sort of hype man behind space travel at the minute. I believe... Uh, there's another mission going to the moon in 2024. But this time they're going to try and make some sort of something like the the um, space station, but on the moon. Right. So they've got a bit of a base for it. I I'm really interested to see it, but I, I can't wait for the one reason that people go. I still argue with people who say no, the the moon landing wasn't real. That didn't happen. That was all staged. It wasn't staged. There's a a reflective panel on the moon. So if you get a high-powered laser and you get the coordinates right, you can actually fire beams for a laser up and then track it coming back the way and measure it so you know there is a man-made reflective object on the moon. Um, I, I like I reckon, the, idea, the idea that people could be living on the moon is pretty crazy. I reckon that the, the, the Elon will be like, 2024, and then maybe in a couple of days' time, he'll come and he'll be like, it's ready next week. Be like, what? Be like, it's ready next week. Did you I not? I that are going to the moon, and Elon Musk is aiming for Mars, so we could see, like, we'll go to the moon, and they'll just be like, ah, this is still part of planet Earth. You'll try and go to Mars, and Elon Musk is like, sorry, this is my planet. This did, is private. Did you not? <laughs> but did, did you not see that they were testing the um, rocket, shall we say, that they were wanting to send to Mars, so they were test running that? Did you see it? And they worked out that it would only have a 30% chance of working and it worked really well. But if you actually YouTube it and watch the landing, it's like a nuclear fucking bomb. It's madness. Uh, um, but if you get the chance to watch it, it's an incredible bit of technology. Um, uh, and that's that's kind of what they were working on for travel to Mars. But yeah. I've seen a rocket launch. Have you? Hmm? I went to, um, was it Port Canal in Florida? Um, where they used to test them, and I would see them lunch. Jeez. But yeah, I remember, I remember you telling me about that. You said the ground is literally shaking under you when it's happening. Uh, it was cool. I didn't know. I, I, I was still very young at the time. Um, I was just like, oh, look at that rocket. That's cool. Um, and it turns out it's just quite a cool thing. Hmm. I'm aware I've been quite, we've been quite depressing so far. I mean, let's face it, most of the things that happen in 20. 20 were quite bad as a whole. There are some good things that came out of it. For example, this podcast. Here we go. But, right, to be fair, before you go and tell me the positives, right, just no negative, but one last thing. A lot of it was our own fault as well, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. People, literally, like, there was a thing where people were like, see, Wayfair. They're like, I know, like, they're sex tra- trafficking children in cupboards, and they were like, "What?" And there was just a big hang about Wayfair supposedly sex trafficking children, and it was like, "What?" Like, "What?" And then Wayfair they had the cigarette company or Wayfair, the furniture company. The furniture company. The furniture company, yeah. They say that they were tra- trafficking children in like cupboards and units and all that, importing them, and then folk were like, "What?" And folk went and looked into it because if you shout enough, people will look into it. And there was nothing. And Wayfair were just like, we're just 
going to keep them or then. I hadn't heard of this, and I've just built two flat pack drawers for Wayfair. <laughs> you probably were empty in some silly <laughs> field, but that was it. That's what I mean. It was just, I was yeah. like, what? But, po- then... but positives? Other than I, this oh, oh, oh. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, um, before lockdown, I, I was guilty of if I'm not at the gym or I'm not at training. I'm not working out because I'm probably not going to get any benefit from it. I was really guilty for that. I maybe do like physio and stuff at home. Now, I'm I'm more geared up, but I find it easier to do home workouts and track the benefits from it and tracking what I eat and stuff. It's just, uh, it's just something I didn't do too well before, I would say. Mm. I was just quite guilty. If I'm at home, I'm resting. If I'm not training or in the right environment, I wouldn't train, whereas now I've kind of got into a routine of home workouts, which makes a big difference. Another positive um, would be that um, Sophie Turner, who plays Sansa Stark, um, married Joe Jonas and got pregnant. Oh, wait, that's a negative because my heart's broken. Can I just say she's an absolute bitch? Shut your whore mouth. I hate her. She's a fucking bitch. Did you see her when, did you see what happened when uh, people were slagging? last episodes of Game of Thrones and she was like well if the fans don't like it then tough and all this and she was getting all ratty and stuff and then she got absolute pelters for her performance in uh, X-Men Phoenix or whatever Dark Phoenix where the fuck it's called it's a rotten film right and she's one of the main reasons it might be her writing yeah but her acting's so bad in it and she was like well people are wrong because I was amazing and you're just like fuck off Sophie Turner now go and fucking have your spawn is saying your weird guy and fuck off. Oh, I'm gonna put it there. Jonas Brothers are alright as a boy band. Oh yeah, ho 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 My hate for Sophie Turner can be questioned, but there is no question that the Jonas Brothers are shite. Um, I skip it arguing and we'll talk after this. Anyway, uh, another positive Craig Gears one. Uh, I love the fact that Bundy's wife to be is pregnant and married. I think uh, I was like, what? Bundy's got a wife? I I think one of the things for me, and uh, obviously you mentioned the podcast, but I've had a lot of friends, colleagues and stuff as well. A lot of people have found use of this time that they'll never get again, so shout out to Philippa. Philippa's started her own company, which is Bakes and Grays, which was quite small which was quite small to say when we done the episode which is fair that's now turned into an actual business that she's working full time now for during lockdown which is amazing yeah she's making she's making an income from it uh you've got examples of lou who was on one of the really early episodes she over christmas started making her own soap and what she was doing is remember when you were a kid and used to get toys and soap And you used to obviously, it would encourage kids to stay clean. And obviously that's even better through the issues with COVID. And uh, she was doing that uh, over Christmas. It was really creative. Uh, people got into streaming and stuff as well. I know we've shouted out them already, but Cam, for example. Uh, I think that's that's the big thing for me. I think people have kind of challenged themselves. That in, in that sense, you always go, oh, I've not got time. I'm working. I've not got time. I've not got time. You went, no, you do have fucking time. So go and do something now. And... Obviously, we put our energy into podcasting and some other bits and bobs as well. But I think it's really cool to see that people all have kind of got their own wee thing. Do you know what I mean? And it's not just a case of, what did you do in lockdown? I went jogging or I played games. Like, people actually have something to show for it, which I think is really cool. No, I'm with you on that, definitely. People have, a lot of people have kind of took advantage of that extra time to learn something new, whether it's a skill or hobby, or put time into stuff that they otherwise wouldn't have had time for. I rate that. That's a good effort. Um, starting to notice it a bit now. Do you remember at the beginning people said, "Ah, oh, you'll see a spike in divorce and a spike in pregnancies." How many people do you know that have actually had kids recently? Mm-hmm, a lot. Like, or due kids soon? You're like, "Fucking hell, aye." Right enough. Lockdown probably done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wild, wild. Mm. Um, maybe another good thing is that. Oh. I... <laughs> I see it as a good thing. You've got more time to watch TV, so TV shows that are on like Netflix and Amazon Prime and stuff seem to be doing a bit better these days because people are at home more often, obviously, so they're watching more stuff. Hmm. Any any standouts for you guys? What I was going to ask this as a question anyway, but is there any sort of... I, I don't want to say films because obviously film production has been massively delayed, but is there any 
or the TV shows that you thought that was that was amazing or you really enjoyed. Obviously, we've talked about Tiger King, so. Yeah. Um. Parasite. Well, I won all the awards. It won best film, but the Oscar for best film. It's a South South Korean. Um, technically an anime, technically. Jeez. But what a what a film! I watched it. The, uh, I'm guessing it's dubbed or subtitled. Subtitled, eh? Nice. I'll catch that sometime. Um, for me, probably the the last dance was brilliant at the start of lockdown. Obviously yeah. mentioned Tiger King. Um, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, there's a series, but I, I don't know why I mention it because we're going to do an episode on it soon. Hopefully, fuck it. Mandalorian was unfucking believable, and there was that much I rushed to watch the last episode without seeing spoilers that I watched it at Bundy's on his phone <laughs> <laughs> and this is how bad it got but it, it, it didn't take away from it we were guessing the whole time in fact, before we even watched it he had seen it before me and he went what do you think happens? alright, fine, blah 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 and it was pretty damn close so hopefully we're going to get uh, some special guests and to speak about that and the other announcements from and from the Star Wars front. Uh, the only other ones I can really think of, I mean, I'm a huge Vikings fan, but because the last season just came out a few days ago, I'm really reluctant to talk about it in case people haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm happy with about half of the way it ended, and the other half of the way it ended, I'm not as thrilled about it. I, I didn't see it as finished in my head. The way they sort of end every series, and it looks like it could just loop into another one, they've sort of just done that at the end of this one, and that annoys me a bit, because I think mm-hmm. you could have fucking made another series, but I'll let it slide, I'll let it slide. It's not the way I would have ended it, but I don't think there's ever a good way to end in a long TV series with multiple storylines. Everyone dying. <laughs> I was going to uh, throw another curveball, and it was, so I'll, I'll start with the man in the yellow t-shirt. I was going to say, did you have any movies or TV shows, Craig? Or games? Uh, games, I I found my love for Minecraft again. Not so much <laughs> new games. There wasn't there wasn't a great deal of new games I played. There were some good standout games, obviously. I've not played Cyberpunk. Uh, I've not played Valhalla yet. Um, mm. Newer games, I played the Destiny DLC. I thought it was average. Uh, I'm trying to think what new games came out this year. What came out? Keep me right. Cyberpunk, yeah. Warzone just blew up. Um, fuck me, what other games do they play? To be fair, it didn't come out this year, but I hadn't played it until this year. Sea Thieves, what a riot that is. <laughs> you, you guys have been talking about it loads. I need to, I need to jump on, and I've, I've watched a couple of bits, and everybody looks like they have the best time playing it. So, it's so fun. Yeah, we'll need to do, need to do something, but uh, especially because I don't know. Have you ever met? Captain Jarl Sigurd Bundy. <laughs> I've met uh, Officer Bundy. Like, do you think this will drive you if I can get the captain? He, he lives un- under. Bear in mind, he done this for about an hour or two hours when we were playing and almost lost his voice doing it. But he, he didn't stop. <laughs> Yar, there do be a calm on this vessel. Bad marches and man the sails. Wait, wait, what the fuck is this? It's me hook. <laughs> it's quite clearly me hook. Can I just say, right, for anybody who hasn't joined, plug the Time and Podcast Discord. If you join and ever play Among Us with Bundy, he portrays these characters almost in every game. <laughs> uh, I've not seen this one, but there's Officer Bundy, which is a old sort of army officer. Who Yar, he be a grizzled veteran coming back from Vietnam and serving in the force. However, it could quite easily be Dr. Bundy checking your prostate. Oh my. <laughs> Yar, you wouldn't want your prostate checked with this hook. It's checked many a prostate and none of them survived. Do you know do you know when you take a month off and you think I'm ready to come back? I need a month off. <laughs> no. You we walk in that blank. What I was gonna ask, uh, thanks for that, Bundy, was uh <laughs> I got ducks away to get back in your car. <laughs> right. What 
what did you learn most from last year? What was a big? I, I can't take this seriously now. But no, they, what was what was a big learning for you last year? So you and what did you learn about? So for me, for example, I learned that um, you can be more creative than you think, um, and no matter the size of something that you want to create, there's a platform there for you. I think that would be a big learning for me. I don't know about you guys. I'll get to the fucking captain fairly shortly. But um, what what sort of learnings did you get from last year? Because much as it's shit, you must have took some positive from it. Oh, well, um, sort of keeping accountability for my own health, which was a bit tricky. When you've no good, when you play as part of a team sport, and you keep fit almost year round. You've only take two weeks off in summer. It's quite tricky to keep your fitness at the right level. Mm-hmm. And keep eating properly, especially when you're knowing the routine. Of get up, make your lunch, have breakfast, go to work, eat that lunch, come home, have dinner. Go. To... That was like my routine for a while, and when that disappeared, I ate shite for a good few weeks. Thank. Thank fuck that 5k sort of craze came in because if I wasn't doing that, who knows what size it would have been. But, um, and then home workouts and kind of doing that helps. So almost self-discipline and in a similar category, when you're not at work in an office or out actually working on site or whatever, it's quite tricky to keep your concentration at first because it's completely new to you. I find it really hard to work from home to start with. That's something I'd never done before. Mm. But after that, you almost find ways of helping yourself concentrate. You, you realise what you need to do to get focused and get stuff done. That was a big thing. I mean, other than that, it's probably just managing your time so that you don't sit around and do fuck all day. Managing your time in such a way that you've got it planned out and you know what you're going to do, when you're going to do it and why you're doing it. Yeah. What about you, Captain? Um, well, the Captain's no longer here. Oh, is he, is he left us? Okay, right. Let, let, me just, let me just quickly ask him what his positives were. Captain, what, what were your positives? I've seen a lot of booty on the seas. He's <laughs> seen a lot of booty on the seas. Right, okay. Which I believe is, 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 is slang, pirate slang for, for treasure. Anyway. Um, it does. Um, <laughs> so, I think... Um, mine's would probably have been to um look at others and take inspiration. Um, Bundy, Bundy, I know Ewan has a pink black backlight that's making me uh, pink, but you are going to make me blush. I mean, I was, yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, but no, so. <laughs> I actually, technically, if you want, I actually have a, a short list of some positives that that um, that were all good things, and I can actually name them if you want. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. So I think the first one is definitely deserves the most recognition um, for an individual. It would be that I believe it would technically be Captain Sir Tom Moore raised. Um, just under 40 million for the NHS charities together. Yeah, um, it was incredible. And, like, the guy's a war hero and obviously, a, like, OEP, very vulnerable and at risk himself and managed to raise probably more than anyone else has raised in, in recent times. Um, uh, US version um, for US listeners. Um, Kamala Harris became the first female first black, first South Asian US Vice President-elect, I believe. Don't, Don't, quote Don't quote me on it. Um, people, because of COVID, obviously weren't going out as much and stuff like that, and a lot of the wildlife returned. Um, like, there was, like, dolphins back in Venice. There's obviously, like, um, other species that have been able to kind of flourish in that, that time. I think our priorities in general were re-established in terms of not, ha- you know, it's that old saying, you, you don't know what you've got till it's gone, which is pretty much everyone knew. Um, I think obviously we had a lot of important conversations um, and continue to learn kind of crucial lessons about the ongoing uh, impact of institutional racism and white fragility on black people's daily lives and how to be actively anti-racist, like you said, Ewan. 
Um, we're obviously incredibly lucky in the UK to have the NHS, um, which at this present time is an absolute godsend. Um, Africa um, was officially de- de- declared um, free of wild polio because it's been four years without a reported case of one in Africa. Damn. Um, Marcus Rashford, a footballer, done what everyone in Parliament should have been doing um, in yep. campaign for free school meals. Um, for yeah, a young football player had to take the reins on that one. Yep, he pretty much forced the government to U-turn on their stance. Um, and then um, even just things like the restaurant trade and stuff like that, managing to adapt, and a lot of people were doing really well that way. Um, that then given us the skills at home in order to do these kind of things, which well, obviously we'll still go out and eat, which is cool. Um, and then probably the last one would be that um, fairly recently, actually, the government announced that um, blood transfusions from um, LGBTQ+, I believe, I think it's just everyone across the board, um, would be allowed across the UK. Because um, it, it used to be that if you were gay or um, bisexual, um, you couldn't get blood. Um, oh, um, Lashana Lynch became the first um, black female 007 as well. Um, and uh, oh, um, Scotland um, became the first country in the world to provide free um, access to sanitary. Yeah, I still thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Scotland made a major football tournament. <laughs> For the first time in fuck knows how long. 1994. Since we were born. There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. That's also true. Yeah. Um, science yeah. and medicine. Oh, that's what you're <laughs> Do you know one thing? Like The points the Bundys are saying is amazing. Uh, I think we need to touch on New Zealand. How New Zealand have handled COVID has been fucking amazing. Australia as well. Australia, yeah. Um, it's just... You know what? It's really cool to hear from what is such a shit year. The positive twists that you've put on it. Like you've put on not only racial uh, improvements, um, environmental improvements. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so many different areas that you've commented on there that's mm-hmm. um, happened over 2020. It's 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 cool as fuck. But the biggest thing is, is the time in podcast now exists. So. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever seen? Just when he said that, Joe my memory. Have you ever seen the video where? Uh, there's a guy goes out and he interviews people on the street and he asks them. He went, so blah blah. We've got the NHS. And it was it was part of a campaign to prove how oh, valuable right. it is. And he would say, so in America, how much would it cost you to have a baby? How much would mm. it cost you for this procedure? Or mm. to get taken by an ambulance to the hospital? It's fucking shocking what they have to pay over there. Right, that's insane. If I lost a leg, that's me. I'm hoping for life after that because, and if you think about injuries potentially all three years I've had or any illness or anything that's happened to us I don't think any of the three years of our own backs would have been able to afford the necessary procedure so see no, for no. my my finger would have been in the region of 20k see I split my finger in half and had to reconstruct it and put artificial whatever they fucking put in it and all this shit and they worked on nerves and they worked on the rest of my hand yeah it would have been about 20k which is just fucking nuts no, I, I broke three bones in a year and a half and that would have been like, I, I couldn't have financed that if I'd tried or no. even if you think whenever you've, if you've ever needed surgery I'll, that alone would have been a costly procedure it's terrifying when you think about it so we're, we are truly lucky to have the NHS yeah. and there, was, there was a couple of things saying like the average hospital stay um, in, the, in the US would cost anything upwards of 10 grand they said that then like having a baby basically has, is like 30k upwards so that there's that and then the cost that come with having a baby um and just mental mental things like alongside it which then makes it quite interesting to see the fact that like people don't walk around completely bubble wrapped because if I had to live over there and pay ten grand to go to the hospital, um, mm-hmm. I'd be absolutely, um, I'd, I'd be walking about in a plate, plated armor. Yeah. I, I wouldn't so, leave the house. I am the clumsiest person that used to probably know. I mean, it's quite 
it's quite scary to think there's people over there. I'm assuming health insurance covers it, obviously, and mm. I, I don't know what their their tax is uh, going towards if it's not national health care like that. I mean, in my head, I can't make it anything more important once you've had it. Mm. The thing is, right, it's like there's people who have insurance, which is which is cool, but the majority, of, like I would say middle-class Americans would have the like the average middle class American, not talking about like upper middle class or whatever else. I would say um they probably get most of their healthcare insurances through like their workplace and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and even at that, there was like a there was like a story about a guy who um like basically went to the hospital because his wife um had had an accident and she needed like um treated for burns. And a week later, um, he was in a car crash, and they knew that if he had got an ambulance to the hospital, um, he wouldn't have been able to afford it. So um, he got somebody to drive him to the hospital, and he died on the way. Um, That's mad. And it's like, it's like it's mental because obviously he, it turns out it was like a, it was like a brain injury, and probably the ambulance would have saved him as well, which is quite sad. But it's more the fact that like he had to be like, nah, 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 didn't phone me an ambulance, like. Hard on the new, like I can't afford that because my wife burnt herself. I do this ball, so because of that, I know I need like get a lift because I'm getting a lift. That's me deep, which is wild to think. To think that, like realistically, like you said, you and like imagine you had like broke a bone, broke a bone, broke a bone, and then you turn a hospital was a hospital. Nothing, nothing happens. You have to let it heal unaligned. That's that. Yeah, that's true. So we're off really lucky. Um, as Craig said. The biggest benefit of the, the lockdown, the biggest good point is, of course, us blessing your ears and your eyes this week. Um, one thing we have spoke about is uh, moving more to YouTube. Mm. Now, we had a huge amount of plans in our heads and in notes. However, lockdown scuppered a few of them <laughs> that's just been announced today, so it's going to be a bit longer. But we have got stuff planned, so there's going to be plenty of content coming in a few weeks. Uh, hopefully on YouTube, we've got plenty of ideas coming and the format that it may take is that we'll do the podcast every week. However, there may be a week where we've got a video planned and we're going to do that instead of the podcast and then the podcast will continue the week after just because we've all got limited time. We don't want to be spending ridiculous amounts of time making content, although we enjoy it. Yeah. We need to balance it with other things. I think so, uh, just, a, just on that, Ewan, is that what we were, we were doing for a period of time that we were live streaming it, uh, at the same time of recording Twitch this isn't the right platform for us I'm not going to go into the rant you can see that on our 25th episode is that correct? yeah um, uh, we, yeah, yeah, we talk a lot about that but I think uh, what we're going to try to do is obviously for people who don't know he's a bit of insight um, Ewan does a lot of our sound editing side of things I'm going to try work on the video side because to name a few, you've got we talk we've talked about them in the past, True Jordy, um, the fellas, uh, What's Good podcast. All these guys are doing really, really well, all British um, based, and they do not only a sound format for but a video format as well. And do you know what we've done uploading on YouTube? But it's just a direct upload from our website or the the company that we use as our website. And uh, we just want something a bit more visual and a bit more interactive. And I think if we can get this to work, uh, we'll try upload this every week. And uh, yeah, we'll kind of see how it goes. If we can get some feedback, it would be great as well. And yeah, we've kind of... I stepped away for a month because of I took some additional work over Christmas in a farm, of all things. And I was pretty burnt out, to be honest. And I think it's fair to say, and the boys will probably agree, because it was... Well, it was both the guys that brought up before myself is that the content was maybe getting a bit I don't want to say stale but That's the right word. Stale, okay, yeah, stale. And uh, it was like you would come on an episode and it would be ah, da, 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 episode da, 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 and then we would plug Rogue and then we would plug Crusoe. Let's be honest there's not been that interest from our audience which we totally understand. Um, what we would rather do is, is take away that aspect at the moment um, if you still want to get an order from Rogue, our discount code is still there. But we want to find something that fits with ourselves a lot more. And we want to take away from this super structured, almost bullet point approach, which is a point raised by Bundy, which I actually couldn't agree more with, and just have it more 
a flee a flee a free flowing conversation between three mates and uh, yeah we just kind of want to try something new i know all the guys are doing work in the background to kind of really kickstart 2021 and i think when you see some of the graphical work that we've worked on initially there's going to potentially be some new music which you and touched on at the start of the episode and um, big shout out to sam if he's listening uh, previews in it's, it's it's fucking unreal and the fact that the guy's done it in less than a day um, the preview is just insane and yeah I think we're going to work on that yeah we worked on the sort of Twitch platform a lot but I think for example if we're doing anything where we might be playing a game together we record it play about with it maybe chuck that in the channel I think it's a case of excuse me podcasting is what we do we always go on about this but we might dip our toes in the other bits and bobs and see how it works but uh, I, I don't want to keep ranting you boys want to jump in, Bundy you've been quite quiet do you want to jump in on any of the points or um, nah that's pretty much it you, you covered pretty much I do need one favour Bundy if you could point above you right now so if you look up and point up Anyone who might be interested that has something interesting to talk to us about, um, you'll see our email above on the screen now, if I can edit properly. Yeah, thank you, Bondi. Um, give, give us a... Sh- <laughs> it's, it's not going to be there, and it's just going to be him fucking finger-banging. But, uh, yeah, if, we've had some amazing guests, and like I said, we're, we're still working with them in some sort of sense. And If you've got any sort of interesting hobby, job, whatever it is, get in touch. Um, and yeah, we'd love to chat, but sorry, Bundy, on you go. Can I stop finger pointing then? No. <laughs> Can we just make a quick point before we finish? How many times we've said the phrase hobby or job and not got the letters mixed around because you, it goes through your head so much? <laughs> can't can I say job or hobby? Can't do it on a live Jobby. podcast. But the many times we came close, you have to, you, you'll hear everybody pause before they say it and they're making sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> Um, I think that's a good point to finish up with. What were you going to say, Bundy? I think we should we should finish up on um, a point that I find quite funny. Right. Right. So basically, I thought to myself, what what positives have really really came out in twenty twenty? The lockdown, coronavirus. It's positives. We need some real. Sturdy positives, and I gave you some 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 good positives, right? You did, but the best positive that we can ever ask for is that currently we're not positive for COVID nineteen. You're sound. Yeah, for now we'll finish up on that. Cheers for listening, folks. Be back again next week probably with the podcast, but keep checking the channel. We should get stuff up on YouTube soon, so go check us out on that. Cheers. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Darcy, boys. <laughs> so, Captain, what did you think of 2020? Well, Prince Andrew be a nonce. <laughs> 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 <laughs>